everybody, it's Redacted. <laughs> My name's Dragonian, I'm here to yell about things. My name's Tripzilla, I stomp stuff for a living. Yo, <laughs> Lundy, Lundy Draymond's like, yo. Well, yeah, man, B, that's how they say hi in the hood, word. <laughs> yo, what up, bleed, blood, didn't trip, it's all good. Oh, gosh, thunder, thunder, oh, it's a low blow, thunder, don't call Dragonian a cripple. You can't do that on li- on a live stream, that's, that's illegal. I secretly love you. Sorry. <laughs> Let's spend yeah, 45 also. minutes talking about how I'm super excited about the stick of truth and I really want this game to come out. <laughs> Honestly, I would pre-order it just because I do want to support the company, but at the same time, I, I kind of don't want the pre-order bonuses. Because I always feel like, at least at the beginning of the game, they'll give you a pre-order bonus that just gives you some, like, crazy, super-powered thing, and it always feels like it throws the first few hours of the game out of balance. Huh. It's like, uh, um, Argus of War is a, ta- is a tactics game that I got on Steam. It's like Final Fantasy Tactics or Disgaea. And the, the pack that I bought with it came with a whole bunch of weapons, and the weapons were, like, literally 20 to 30 times better than all the starting gear, so I just obliterated everything for the first hour of the game. But I love those kind of games where you can just literally, like, just destroy stuff, and you don't have to really play the actual story. You just that's that's <laughs> a tactics game. A tactics game is supposed to be about, like, thinking and strategy and planning, not just and having I, a weapon that lets you one-shot everything. And I tactically destroy everything. I start with a certain spot, and then that spot becomes obliterated, and then eventually everything else becomes obliterated. The domino effect. It's simple. It's a tactic. My kind of tactic. The thing that I am just most excited for about the Stick of Truth is, especially just from watching, like, the, the 13 minutes of the gameplay that they showed, it, it honestly genuinely looks and feels like it's going to actually feel like a real episode of South Park. Because, like, when they make, like, mm-hmm. tie-in games for, like, movies and TV shows and stuff like that, it's always some kind of spin-off or parody or alternate timeline or something like that. And it's always, like, with the weird, like video game graphics trying to do what the TV show is doing, and I feel that's one of the reasons why South Park has a really good advantage in that, because since its graphics are, like, unique in their simplicity, you could have a video game that's exactly in every way like the TV show. So, oh, no, no I'm I, I've myself. never actually, I've never played any of the South Park games, so I'm, I don't have any other prior they bases to go off of. They oh, were really? just as bad as every other licensed video game. I just made me think well, of... Well, there's um, been some good... One seven there. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that tow- the South Park Tower Defense was good, but that was just a generic tower defense game. So that's like saying Tic Tac Toe is good if you made it My Little Pony Tic Tac Toe. I thought I remember hearing something like one of the not the one that's oh, like the big one of on Lego. Maybe the one that came out uh-huh. on Dreamcast. Sorry. Uh, hey, uh, random, real fast. Guess what I finally saw? Well, I was at TFF when I did it. What? Lego movie. Oh my gosh. Uh, are we allowed to talk about it yet? Or has it not been long enough yet? Because I feel that this is a movie that no one should give any spoilers to right, until everyone's right. seen it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm all for that too. If you have to go see it if you haven't seen it. I Really? Like, no spoilers to that? Quan, uh, when you said like you have you said to say no it. spoilers because there are so many points in that movie, and you yeah. can ask Taros because I went and saw it with him. First try, it just made the movie so much better that I had no idea it was coming. Right? Okay, right. yeah, uh, I can understand that, and I kind of had this. Well, please. I anticipated a few things that were happening, but there were some things that occurred in that movie that I maybe thought that I got a feeling that's where they were going, <laughs> but. I did not expect them to go there, I guess, because because it was just it didn't seem to be fitting with a movie about Legos, I guess. Hi. Yeah, like there were just so Hi. many things in that movie where you again you can ask Taurus. I literally had to stand up in the theater and say, What am I watching? in a good way, by the way. Just saying. Like, okay, first off, I love those kind of movies. Um I will admit I probably was the only one that thought this but How to Train Your Dragon actually pulled that on me. Um, several instances in the movie, 
I was like, oh, this is totally going to happen next. And then something different happened. I'm like, oh. Oh. Oh, that's so awesome. He did the unexpected. Yay. So, yeah, the Lego movie definitely pulled that, too. Oh, my gosh. It's worth everything to go see. So this is an exact quote from the live stream chat right now. Dragonian sounds omnipotent in his voice. Bow to me, puny mortals. Omnipotent. Is that that really happening? Like, the Dragonian seems to be way off compared to me and Kenson? Hmm. Uh, uh, Excuse me. Sorry about that. (laughs) Kenson got a big cut there. What? I got the big slice of the pie. It's the size matters. What's happening? Me neither. That's why it's the half episode. Regardless. Uh, <laughs> Don't you mean irregardless? <sighs> I think they both Grand mean the same thing. Sorry. Take Kyle. Shouldn't be the levels messed up because there's only one stream coming in. Laundry, what did you do? I'm going to turn down the volume a little bit. So did you change the settings like when you went to TFF? Well, no. It, it, this, is, this is not the settings. This is the settings coming in from Procaster. Um, hold on. Go ahead and say something. Something. Oh, I, hear crap, I can hear that. Oh, here, okay. Yeah, it was coming into the TV speakers, which is probably not the best place for it to come through. Oh uh, my gosh, I missed your living room. I'm sorry. I was there not even two weeks ago. <laughs> oh. It says I'm clipping like crazy, too. Well, whatever. We'll see how it goes. Something tells me them internets are just not meh. Something. Something somewhere. Something. 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 Dark side. I am Morgan Freeman. I don't know. It seems like everything's going okay within the... Uh, if I'm clipping, it's, it's probably on the stream itself and not on the audio. And Live stream, why are your servers Again, so this is, this is still just a, uh, a test, I guess, of streaming, and, and we'll, we'll have adjustments. You know, I was on uh, Flinter's live stream last night oh, for really? a couple hours, and they were testing, you know, he, he's big in with the Tiger Dial crowd, mm-hmm. and they were testing a new uh, thing with... Uh, CDN, I guess, Content Delivery Network, which is basically uh, a new... The, the way they were doing streaming was different than they had been doing, but it's basically the same stuff that Livestream does. Uh, and there were some people that were reporting issues with audio cutting out and just the stream freezing in general, and some people that didn't have that at all. So there may be an issue with that overall, and that's affecting everybody, who knows. Uh, if it's affecting us, hopefully it won't affect the actual podcast file. So that means that all you guys who are listening to the stream right now can go in and... Uh, uh, you know, still watch the or still listen to the episode when we actually release it on Monday. Right. Well, what I know is that Mataki is a wolf and she's really very large. She's a giant wolf that's always in charge. She likes to grow and grow and grow till she fills up the sky, <sighs> expanding in all directions as far as you can fly. Let the record show that it was Kinson's that was sighing, not me. Yay! Clap, 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 clap. Oh, Dragonian, we should start a group. <sighs> A group, not, not even like a band or a music not, not, thing. No, no, just, no, just, not, just not a, a band, just, just a, a group. Non, a nonsensical, nondescript group. Yeah. Because, well, because, I don't know. I'm not very clever tonight, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think we're all kind of drained for various reasons. I don't really know what else to talk about. Well, what are your reasons for being drained, Dragonian? I don't feel good, and it's been a long day at work, and I'm about to get hit by a giant no. ice and snowstorm, and I don't want to even look out my window, because I'm sure it's going to start any minute now. Uh, what about you, Kim? What are your tomorrow. reasons for being drained? Um, I had 80 pizza rolls in uh, about 30 minutes. What? What? Yeah. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's more like an impossible. hour. Are, 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 you turning in, are you turning into Mr. Plinkett? <laughs> what? Who's Mr. You, Plinkett? Go to redlettermedia.com, and when, when the podcast is over, don't do it now. Okay. Yeah, I'm the pizza master, and I can only do about 30 to 40 in a sitting. I I went through uh, 80 pizza rolls in, like, maybe upwards of an hour. Um, and then I was playing Uncharted. How many pizzas was, do you think 80 pizza rolls is? How many pizzas? Uh, yeah, like, like if you were to flatten out the pizza roll. Maybe maybe one and a half or two I'd say um, one. medium-sized pizzas. I'd say one large pizza. One large no, pizza. it's got to be at least two large pizzas. Absolutely not. It's it's it, eh. you know what? Ugh. Pizza like, rolls pizza are kind rolls of are... disgusting. Because forty, I love pizza 40 rolls. pizza rolls pretty much fills up an entire plate. A large pizza is about a plate and three quarters to two plates. So two full plates. Wait, wait, of pizza wait, rolls. wait! Forty <laughs> pizza rolls fills up a plate. 
Yes. What kind of plates are you using? My plates. Like, like, like that. Forty pizza rolls would fill up a large pizza pie. Wouldn't? Not if you put them like right next to each other. Look, trust the pizza dragon. It's about a large pizza. But I was also playing uh, Uncharted, and I so have... welcome to two thousand seven. Yay! Yeah. Th- okay. There's a list, probably half a mile, if not more, long of games that I need to play. Because you never owned a PS3. That, and also because I just... I have this thing about me where I'm like, that game looks so cool, I need to play it, and I just don't play it. I don't know why. Oh, look, someone's looking to get banned in the chat. Okay, what is the name of this this damn game? Because I can never remember when someone brings up PS3. It's it's Dragon Something, and it's an open-world RPG. I've actually never... Okay, hold. Ban user. There we go. Forever. No, let's do 24 hours. And it's an open-world RPG that uses <laughs> slavery to give you party members. What? Like, the whole concept of the game is that in the, near the beginning of the game, you get an ally, which is called a pawn. And then the, the multiplayer aspect of the game is that other players uh, make their pawns, and then people online can summon their pawns in their party. Because you can have up to four people in your party, you, your pawn, and then two pawns that you got off the internet. And the pawns, the way that they describe it... Yeah, that's it, Dragon Quest Nine, isn't it? No. It's... Help me, someone. Someone. I, I think Z- I think Zero Raccoon is. It's not Dragon. Oh, oh no no the pawns. That's um, uh, the Dragon's no Dogma, isn't it? That's it. Dragon's Dogma. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and the explanation they give to the pawns is the pawns are a race of beings from a parallel dimension that can't think for themselves and live for servitude. So oh. I, I I never played that game. I heard what happens at the end and. If anyone, I mean, this game's been out for a couple of years. If anyone cares about what happens at the end of Dragon's Dogma, cover your ears or whatever. But the fact that basically you become God at the end of Dragon's Dogma, but you can't like interact with anybody. You're just like immortal, and and you can you're omnipotent. You can see everything. It's kind of depressing ending to, to a game to an RPG like that. So. I'm going to tell you guys about the worst video game ending I've ever had, and it was so bad that uh, while the game itself was was mediocre, 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 I can't talk today. <laughs> leave me alone. The game was Purple. meh at best. It wasn't meh. particularly bad. It wasn't very good, That's but it wasn't M- like a like a shit thing in the pile, bottom of the pile. Meh. The ending was so bad. I refuse to ever reinstall that goddamn game again. And that's Divinity Two. Fuck Divinity Two. Shittiest ending I've ever seen in my entire life. The uh, entire game is leading you through like this big quest where like you're possessed by some girl that's like telling you what you have to do to save the world from this evil dude that's like trying to revive himself. So you're doing all these quests and all this stuff for this girl that's telling you stuff, and at the very, very literally like the last thirty seconds of the game, they reveal oh, by the way, you were being tricked, you just released the evil guy at the end. Like, there, there, was, there were no hints, no clues, absolutely nothing through the entire game that gave you any idea that you were actually working to unleash the evil guy and that you were being tricked, which, you know, I, normally I would say it's good that they didn't let you be tricked. But then in the last 30 seconds of the game, like, after you beat the final boss, even then you don't know that you're doing something wrong. You beat the final boss and that's like, oh, by the way, you're trapped in a crystal, you let out the bad guy, end of game. There that wasn't like, even, like, a payoff that, that, to what happened. That sounds, like, that that sounds like an M. Night of, um, Shyamalan movie after, like, it, it does. It does, but it also reminds me of uh, the second Spyro game in the trilogy, uh, the Legend of Spyro. The second game, the ending is just you getting trapped in a crystal. Like, I'm I'm glad that the third game was already and out when I played that one. And those crystals get sent to a toy factory where they make the little Skylanders figures. But, like, I, I, can, <laughs> I can only imagine... Like, diehard Spyro fans at that moment. Like, I was thankful that I played the game and the third one was already out in the series. Because, oh my gosh, the next game didn't come out for, like, four or five years. And the ending of um, uh, Eternal Darkness, you're just trapped in a crystal! Literally, you have the biggest cliffhanger for, like, five years, and then you play the next game and it makes it all better, but, eh. Like, it reminded me of that. <laughs> while we're talking, while, while people in the chat are talking about Kingdom Hearts, I'm not sure how this came up, I'm very depressed about Kingdom Hearts as a series. 
Because honestly, while it's very kitty, I really like the general concept of like the story that they use in the game. Mm. But I feel that the game is horribly held back by its cameos of Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters, and feel that the game would be infinitely better if it had been entirely its own like self-contained uh, thing. Without it would people never. Like, it would never. I, I mean, there would be no reason for the game. I mean, because otherwise, it's just generic Square JRPG. <laughs> Zarya uh, is like is like I mean, bowing at your paws, Dragonian, for like agreeing with you. Basically, like what Zarya like in the uh, live stream is like, oh my gosh, yes, thank you, I agree, yes. You agree about Divinity too? That game is fucking awful. Jeez, oh, come on. Who are you, spam? I will um, eat you. But yeah, I mean, and I mean, there are ways that you could have done it. They they would have just had to make like original worlds instead of Peter Pan world and Alice in Wonderland world and good lord, but Little Mermaid. World isn't and that Hearts the too. appeal of Kingdom Hearts though? Is seeing all these Disney characters in? What's, you know, what's, if you look at it at the surface value, yes, that's why people would come there. But if you actually the like look into any of the not sequel hmm. bullshit like 3ds ports. Story. I really in, liked the story, like the concept of the ki- of the heartless buddies. I liked the. Concept See, that just of seems that like stuff. very extremely generic JRPG stuff. Not really. Randomly, a uh, uh, thought just popped in my mind about Agraba. I'm I'm not sure why. I mean, I define I what generic JRPG is, because I, I don't understand like what you're referring it's to. It's this kind of quasi mystical, you know, force, bad force that's. Threatening the world, and you have, you know, kids that are, you know, teens. Teens are around there that are that are the only ones that can save the world. And you know, I I don't know much of the story of Kingdom Hearts, so I can't necessarily speak to that. I only played Kingdom Hearts one for about three hours until I got to the Alice in Wonderland world and got extremely frustrated and just put it down. But yeah, extremely large weapons, like Mataki's saying. There's just so many generic JRPG tropes that. Kingdom Hearts hits, especially the ones any of the games Square makes. Um, I like that. I think there are JRPG developers, you know, like Atlas, that that make unique, good JRPGs that don't really hit those tropes. But it just seems like that Kingdom Hearts the the only thing that's not that is the Disney stuff. Have you have you guys played Nino Kuni, or at least like? Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that game. I'm not One, I got it's, it's and I something watched Studio play it a Ghibli little. touched, and everything Studio yeah. Ghibli touches is solid gold. It, it, However, yeah. I feel it would have worked better as a movie than as a video game. Studio I, Ghibli's orchestra I, is amazing, and I love all yes. of their music. Yes, but their music is the type of music that's made for a movie. Oh, when you have to sit down and watch, listen to it for thirty hours. It gets old real mm. fast. Speaking of Studio Ghibli, I need to see The Wind Rises bad. Spam uh, guys back. I got freaking. It. Ugh. Woo! You only got one in. Ha! Um, but, um, like, I agree with you. I, again, a game that I've only watched and not played because Senna actually bought it. And, uh, I don't have a PS3. So he actually, like, I was watching him play it and he played through the first, uh, like, hour or two of the game. I really liked it. I enjoyed just, you know, watching it. I would like to play it too. But I think you're right, Dragonian. Um, the gameplay is very, very long from what I've heard. And it, it just, it, it, can get repetitive, not just the music, but I think I think the actual gameplay too. Well, so. that, that's something that's debatable against a lot of different combat systems. Right. I honestly had a problem with the combat system itself because since they tried to do like that combined like turn-based and like real-time thing, it had some buggy glitches and stuff. Like my characters would get like stuck against another enemy and they wouldn't be able to do close enough to do their melee attack or something like that, and it was oh kind of annoying. And at the end of the game, it got to the point where I didn't even use monsters. I just used the main character as a caster and just blasted everything. And I would Don't use you love the Star spell. Don't you love that? When, when like and, a game, sorry. And every single time I would cast the spell, I'd go Dawn Star. Oh gosh! But like when when a game uh, studio makes a game a certain way, they're encouraging you to use a certain combat style or system, and then you just like, nope, this is better. And then like you find a hole in the system, and then just you just spam, 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 and just use that weapon forever. That's yeah. one of the reasons why Final Fantasy VIII was awful. But let's not get into that. Well, <laughs> one thing I think that can help kind of break that uh, the whole feeling of being a trope or feeling of being um, you know, generic across the genre is the you know, you know, so much of JRPGs are about exploring the world and that kind of stuff. Uh, the thing I kind of like that 
Persona games, Persona 3 and Persona 4 do, uh, as well as some other JRPGs, but those are the two biggest ones that I can think of, is the idea of being able to kind of go through time, like going through a year in in these characters' lives or in the story, uh, but still be at kind of the same place, because that really, to me, made the game much more, both games, much more... Uh, believable in a way, even though it is still dealing with like crazy dra- shadows and stuff. Um, you know, it, it, it was much more of a real like hometown atmosphere, I guess, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. And, and you know, realistically, that's where the like the Western and the Eastern RPGs really differ is in the general, like the basic concept of all of their stories. Um, like, I, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Game Theories did a video on YouTube about it, and they explained it really well. It talks about, like, the generic, uh, or not not the generic, the um, the general archetypes of how they like to do video games and stories and the concepts they like to portray in Western versus Eastern stories. Western stories are all about, like, the new frontier and the empowerment of the everyman, where, like, anyone can pick up a gun and become powerful. That's why we are the ones that make the majority of stuff like modern warfare and, like, all these shooters and cowboy games and stuff like that. Because it's supposed to portray that, like, any random person could pick up a six-shooter and suddenly they can go deal with all of their own problems. It's like the the feeling of anyone can empower themselves to go forward. Well, a lot of Western RPGs, are not even just the shooters, but the Western RPGs are like that. You know, the Elder Scrolls games, you have kind of basically create any kind of character. Uh, and same thing with not all Bioware games, but you know, it's definitely not Mass Effect, I guess, but uh, like Dragon Age, the... More so the Origins game, not the sequel. Um, you know, there was you had a, a bunch of different stories you could create, ranging from a, a peasant, basically, uh, you know, a slave cast to a uh, a noble. <laughs> um, whereas, like Eastern RPGs, like in Japan and stuff like that, they're more focused on the inner power, like how everyone mm-hmm. has an inner power that they can bring out of themselves, and that's the why all the characters within. always have like something unique or special about them, like the they're the chosen within. one, or they have a hidden power. The perfect example is Mega Man, like Mega Man compared to Doom Guy. Doom Guy carries around a bunch of guns. Mega Man's gun is his arm. Yep. It, it's it's a metaphor for the two different types of games. Whereas in Western RPGs and video games, it's all about the empowerment of the external. Whereas in Eastern RPGs, it's all about right. the empowerment of the internal. Well, and I and think that, also in general, Western RPGs tend to be much more open with the character, whereas JRPGs tend to be very, very, very specific on you know the characters. They may let you change mm-hmm. the names, but the character personalities themselves. Uh, you, you know, are, are very, very much defined, you know, especially from Final Fantasy VII on. That's kind of ironic if you think about it, because if it's supposed to be the inner power in things, and you're wanting your audience to, like, get a grip on that, you would think having a uh, customizable character would make that more magical? I don't know. It's actually kind of the opposite. I mean, the reason why Western RPGs tend to give you more customization or do more silent hero type stuff mm-hmm. is because then it's easier for the person to put themselves into the shoes of yes. the right. person. Yeah, and right. feel like and I love that. Ah, I love that. Eastern RPGs are all about trying to tell you the story. They're imposing the, the power of the characters on you. Right. Oh, yes. okay. So I, I, I got it now. Because it wouldn't be as, um. I guess I was thinking just... I guess I was thinking backwards. And no, no, I'm going to stop this right here because I'm saying something to you, Eddie. Eddie just said Final Fantasy VIII was okay, and let me tell you the tale of Final Fantasy VIII. No. Oh, look, we're losing Dragonian's uh, audio here. Uh, the GF system was awful. You wait, can't cast magic because oh, you can lower your stats down. So you have to not cast any magic, or you have to sit there for hours drawing magic from everyone else. Somebody, All you needed is one character and one spell aura, and you could break the entire game. With Renoa in the party, you cast aura on everyone, they can span limb breaks forever, and Renoa has a 50% chance of using the ability that lets her literally turn the party completely invisible. Dragonian! So once you have those two things, you beat the game. There's Dragonian. nothing anyone can do. Dragonian! Even get me started on the ending. Dragonian! You're amazing, but Squall eh. <laughs> is not a main character. Yeah, apparently, I can only hang up on an individual call on Skype. I can't mute an individual call on Skype. Mataki says Dragonian has become Spam Five. You must ban him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Every time Squall tries to make, is supposed to make a decision no! as a main character. No, Eddie, you didn't Eddie. Eddie. puts his hand on his face and has Eddie. a flashback about being an orphan. So scoops up a tiny Eddie. Now that we've totally, uh, I'm just kidding, Eddie. You don't have to call, come on. I'm just messing with you. Now that the game was bad, but everyone gets their opinion. Hey, um, 
So since we're kind of on a video game kick, how about um, this? No, no. How about this? Speaking of FF, last <laughs> week we were at oh TFF. Segway that that segway though. Texas Furry Fiesta. Yes. In, in Dallas, Texas, or technically mm-hmm. Addison, Texas, Texas. Addison. Yes. Okay. And but it was like a block from Dallas. Well, City you know, okay. you know what's left of it. That is. Yeah. Things happen. Let's see. I'm trying to think of anyone here in the chat besides me and Kenson were there. I don't think... I mean, Mataki could have been there. Dragonian was there. Eddie, I totally agree with everything that you just said about Final Fantasy VIII being a better romance than Twilight. But at the same time, me picking up a Coke can and a Gatorade bottle and holding them together is a better romance story than Twilight. We're trying to to move off... off, (laughs) We're trying to move off the video game stuff. Uh, okay. Well, we I mean... We spend five minutes talking about how Twilight is awful. You were the one who said you didn't want to have a two-hour-long podcast tonight. Well, what <laughs> else are we going to talk about? You want to we're going to talk about TFF. Texas for your fiesta, yo. I have nothing to contribute to that. I yes, told you, you do. this. You, you, you were there. You, yeah, you had your soundboard. You were there. We trapped you in a soundboard and gave the soundboard to Shabs. You were there. I not the podcast yet, so I have no idea what happened. So, you haven't listened to the podcast yet? I have not yet. <laughs> Why not? You didn't release it until like Thursday, and I was yeah, busy. Yeah, because I was getting the uh, getting the uh, audio, waiting to get the audio from Ty. Speaking I was of which, busy Thursday uh, and Friday. Speaking of which, does Ty have that? You up were on like YouTube doing yet? movies all day yesterday. What do you mean you were busy? <laughs> yeah, I was busy. Busy doing nothing. Busy playing video games and watching okay. movies. Okay, okay, ladies. All right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Does um does Ty have that up on YouTube yet? No, no. He, he remember with MFF, he took like two or three weeks to. To get oh, that, yeah. he, he likes to to go in and produce and edit and be all okay. fancy. Fancy, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, editing since we want to get off of video games, does anyone in the live stream chat have any questions? Can we can we talk a little bit about TFF first before we get to that? Yeah, is that what the plan was? Just a little bit. We're just okay, gonna go we're gonna recap. So yeah, uh, I mean, I know I know, you know Dragonian obviously didn't get to go there, but I can say I just kind of want to hear. I didn't really get a chance to hear your overall thoughts on on TFF because, oh, uh, you know, I, I actually had to leave before you were gone. Oh gosh, um, yeah, I don't know which is my favorite now, MFF or TFF. I I don't know. Like they are fighting for number one now. TFF was so fantastic in so many ways. I can't even describe. It was, it's huge. It's an awesomely huge convention. It's like top five biggest, yet it was one of the most relaxing conventions I've ever been to. It was just this weird time-space warp flux thing where I was extremely relaxed and nowhere near as everywhere as I would be at like Anthrocon or MFF, yet there was... About the same amount, no, about a little less than like MFF or something. There's so much to do, yet I wasn't like rushing to do things. It was so great. And like, I mean, anything from how well the live podcast went to the fursuit stomp. So did the live podcast really go well? Yes, I thought it did. Because I was nervous and just feeling crappy for the first 40 minutes of it. Uh-huh. Until we actually open the audio, the the microphone to the audience. Yes. For those questions. Oh my gosh. Uh, when, I, I remember MFF, the, the podcast in MFF. Yeah. That, that even at the first part where we were actually just doing our our normal podcast thing, there seemed to be really good audience reaction. People were laughing. People were, uh, you know, <coughs> making comments and stuff. And at TFF, it was so quiet you could hear a pin drop for the first forty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <I wasn't there. coughs> well, maybe you or Sullivan, one or the other. Well, I mean, Kitsune Kit did a great job. He as did. A, uh, he did. Villain. Um, I will say, though, that um, the reason why I think it may have been so silent in there is because at MFF, I think there was more um, <clears throat> regular listeners. I'm not sure well, how many we had at TFF. I'm not, yeah, uh, I'm, that's, I don't remember how many regular listeners we had at MFF because... I counted like five. At TFF? TFF. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. like five, truthfully. And I'm wondering, I think that maybe in the in the uh, program or whatever, the con book, they put us as an adult panel. And I'm wondering if yeah. that maybe colored our, uh, their impersonation or their impression of us. Why'd you let them do that? <laughs> well, um... I, I don't run the, the, the con books. I didn't, yeah. When, when you when first showed me that, I was like... I was, ki- printed. I was kind of like, well, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I... I I guess I just wasn't sure what we would be classified as. I don't think it became a problem 
Because the yeah. people the people that actually did end up staying for the question and answer, which most of them did, they oh there gosh. was a lot of people who ended up contributing and and who I cannot yeah. wait until Ty has the video done. I can't wait. Like you guys are going to hear probably the most uh, audience contribution that I mean. Well, right now you guys are contrib- contributing a lot. Like if you remember the MFF video, we've only had two live podcasts. What am I saying? Anyway, the uh, <laughs> the audience contribution was fantastic. Literally more than half of our show was that. It was fan freaking. And that was because I was like, oh my god, we are totally bombing. (laughs) Let's rush to this part. Okay, wait, 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 okay, can I just say real fast, I'm not, I wasn't, I was, but I wasn't feeling those vibes. I guess not too. Uh, I was feeling degree. totally like someone who was at an open mic and like a, like a comedy club open mic, and just Aww. nothing was happening. And, uh, you know, I was I was about I, I almost broke out in a sweat. I think, and you know, I was going to adjust my fake tie. You didn't have my wine <laughs> joke to lighten the mood. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, if you think about it, those types of things that happen, especially when you're in front of people, I mean, yeah, they're nerve wracking. But it is all part of the experience when you do this kind of sure, stuff. Sure. I mean, I, I thought it, we learned something that day, truthfully. Oh, I'm not saying it was a yeah. completely wasted experience. I mean, I, overall, yeah. I think the podcast ended up well. I'm just saying what my mindset was during the podcast. Right. And I, I, I did feel that, too, though. I'm kind of – I'm looking at the audience and I'm like, come on, guys. Eh. Throw us a freaking bone here. I love you so much, but you gotta. We like to see smiles, not not bored faces. <laughs> so if you like what we're doing, but like, I mean, as soon as we open it up, truthfully, what I think it is, um, when we open it up to them to provide stuff, the room got so much more comfortable yeah. because I, I think they were all intimidated of each other. <laughs> truthfully, like they were intimidated by us, we were intimidated by them, and then everyone was like, I don't want to do anything that would ruin this for them and stuff. So, But w- once the floor opened, it was like, oh, I have a question. Oh, over here. And then there was, an a- there was a line formed to get that, up to the table. <laughs> you know, for the future, for any live cons we do in the future, live shows, um... It's going to be a good idea to have, even before like we get to the question and answer, have more audience interaction there. Um, have some way to to do that. And I'm not exactly sure how, but at the same time, we probably have a real long time for the next one we're going to do. Because uh, I'm the only one of the group who's going to make it to AC, and uh, none of the other guys are going to be going, planning on going to any other cons up until MFF. If, if I have a dream that one day the Size Matters podcast will be... The main event at Texas Furry Fiesta. I have a dream. <laughs> well, that is something else. Um, something else that we won't talk about right now. But uh, anywho, yeah. the uh, <laughs> uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Are you guys both planning on going to be in MFF? I really, I so. really, I plan it. Remember, it got going moved to be... this year. It's going to be the first weekend of December. If something I happens, end of March to see if I can get the time off. I have to wait for my boss to cool down from when. Depending on uh, depending on where I'm working with an internship or a career, I'm going to try my darndest. But if I don't get the time off, I will... I'm scared. I'm so scared. And I, I guess I should address off. some of the questions that are coming up in the chat about other cons to go to. Um, you know, right now, the three of us are all poor, uh, you know, as far as uh, able to go to cons. I mean... We can barely uh, even feed ourselves. Yeah. And and that's partially because you ate the entire town's food supply, Kenson. But if you would like, like if you would like to send donations, he mentioned that he just ate like eighty pizza rolls. <laughs> Did I say eighty pizza rolls? I meant eighty Totino's factories. Um, there's going to be a shortage in stores. I'm fine I with have, that. Mm. More room for hot pockets. Hey, that's gamer food, sir. Um, I actually don't like hot pockets. I don't like hot pockets either. Change the recipe again. Oh my gosh! I cannot. I cannot eat hot pockets since hearing Jim Gaffigan's bit on them. <laughs> you like, eat they have, like, this new like garlic breading and it's just nasty i love it but you know i'm a garbage disposal I, so I, I, eh. uh but as far as like other cons i mean you know part of the reason that we went to mff uh and are probably still gonna do mff this year is because a it's a big con you know it's the second biggest con uh for con in the, in the world uh and it is uh, one that all three of us can go to because we're, I guess I'm not in the Midwest, but I'm somewhat close to the Midwest, and both of you two are in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chicago is not a hard one to get to. TFF probably only happened because Kinson made, you know, had this last 
had this ability to go to to uh, to Dallas and, and and because I lived here, you know, if I didn't live in Dallas or or, or nearby, yes. I probably would not go to TFF. Gosh and dang also, it. TFF is a somewhat big con too. Gosh dang it! I love TFF. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm <laughs> and the only other over. one. I mean, I would like to do it at AC. Although, again, AC doesn't sound like it's going to happen. But the only other one besides those three that I think that might be feasible at the moment uh, would be FC. But even then, FC is far away for all of us. Uh, further confusion because it's in San Jose, and it's also the month before TFF. Uh, and since I'm a staff member at TFF, uh, I kind of have to be at TFF. So it's it's one of those things that is. Uh, I would love to do FC at some point. Ga- uh, Eddie, I guess, is the one who asked. Um, but it's there's a lot of logistical issues going in there. Mm. And speaking of being a staff member at TFF, I got season t- or not season tickets, a ten game season pass to go to the Rangers with Pat Hyena, the chair chair of uh, of TFF. The really, yeah. really. Him and I are going to be going. God well, dang it! We're going opening day actually because the package we got got free tickets for opening day, but then we also have a ten pack you know, uh, throughout the rest of the year. You know, I know he was running the convention, but ah, oh, I wish I was down there he to hang out with you guys because I actually want to so, get to know Path. He is so chill and so just a, a great guy to hang out with. I mean, I've not I've not interacted with him as much as I like to, and I'm hoping that this will help. Um, but he, for a con chair, for someone who had all of that craziness on his plate, especially during this past week or uh, the week before. Uh, he definitely seemed like someone who was just he makes, always, he makes always it chill. Look easy. <laughs> yeah. He makes it look really easy. <laughs> and I think I some I don't know if it was you, Kenson, or some of the people at TFF asked me if he was a macro, and I uh, mm-hmm. uh, I did I did bring that up to him <laughs> like a PM. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 I guess I think he was somewhat flattered by it, but said no, that's not the case. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what? To tell you the truth. I think it has a lot to do with, uh, like, the staff behind him. Like, you know how, like, in football, the quarterback can either be really awesome or really terrible depending on his O-line. I kind of think it's the same way. His staff rocked the house. There's a reason that I wanted to be part of the TFF staff and and kind of volunteered for that. It's because all of the other staff members that I've met on the con, with the exception of maybe one or two, are are just terrific standout people. Yeah, you guys did a great job. Like, I was very impressed by all of the staff. And, like, it was very tight, very well run, very smooth. I didn't hear any reports of anything going wrong. And it was at a brand new hotel. So, I mean, I'm sure they loved us and they're going to want us back. Like, we signed a five-year contract or something with them. I heard, meh. So, TFF's going to be there for, like, five years or something. I don't know. That's what I heard. But anyway... Draymond, uh, you shouldn't torrent while this is going on or while doing anything else. Torrenting is bad, man. Torrenting is wrong. <laughs> Do what you want because a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You know, I don't like the perception that just because someone is torrenting something, that automatically means they're illegally pirating something. Even, even though 95% of what, think, what things are torrenting I'm pirating, is... I'm pirating uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirateception. Oot. Anywho... Let's, uh... Ooh, what anime? Ooh, Sunday, what anime? Yeah, I mean, you know, if I go out and I torrent a whole bunch of episodes in an anime that hasn't been licensed, that's not illegal. Yes, it is. It, the reason, because if it's not been licensed, it's, it's not... It's technically Just because open. something is not licensed doesn't mean that it's free game for anyone to download through a torrent. <laughs> that's like saying that, you know, because this car hasn't been approved for use on the street, I can just steal it from somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vanguard. Ooh. Vanguard. Wait a minute. Vanguard? Oh, okay. Why right. do you keep saying Vanguard? Because you said Vanguard, and I, ha- I, was like, I was like, oh, Vanguard! Wait, Vanguard? What's Vanguard? Anywho. Uh, let's go with Dragonian's idea now. Dragonian, and, and, you know, uh, as far as asking to stream for questions, uh, we did talk about the uh, macro-micro heroes and villains, if anyone actually listened to last week's con that wasn't at DFF. Uh, last week's episode, I mean. So if you guys have any questions regarding macro, micro vi- uh, villains and heroes that we didn't answer, right. uh, or that you just wanted to, to go over again or whatever, you can go ahead and put that in the chat. Um, while we're waiting, Dragonian, did you have anything you wanted to say on the subject? Log Horizon is an awesome anime. <laughs> That's <Log Horizon>. not <laughs> the subject that we're talking about, so okay. We still have to do an anime episode. <laughs> we do. We do about we do. an anime episode. I don't know. It was just an idea that uh, Juan and I had a while ago. Long it was? Ago, actually. I don't remember having this, this idea. I don't really remember. Remember I was going to get Eco on I wanted stuff? To, I thought, oh yeah, I thought, wasn't we going to do a Disney episode at some point? Yeah, we were. 
We anyway. need to sit down and come up with more episode ideas because we are running mm-hmm. low on the trough of a uh, food episode. It'll yeah. be awesome. Gosh, she said yes. Has she? Ooh. You guys didn't hear that, Hoosh. by the way. Okay. But uh, while we're waiting, let's go ahead and uh, – and, and if you don't want to talk about um, the, the topic from last week, you can, you can ask us any kind of questions in the chat and we'll do our best to answer them. But while we're waiting there, let's also just talk a little bit about what our uh, episode for next week is going to be, uh, for episode 19. Uh, and I don't know – I kind of – I haven't really repeated this with, with uh, Kenson or Dragonian, uh, but we did talk about it before TFF. That this is going to be the episode where we're talking about kind of the follow-up to the one we did with Bomba about a month ago. Uh, so it's going to be about speci- you know, in specific points in history, things you know, such as yes. World War II or uh, you know the I'm trying to think of things besides World War II because that's that's always the one that jumps out. Uh, <laughs> the Renaissance, well, that kind of thing. History. Anything that is a specific actual history of of our, of, of, of Earth history. Not you know, how that. would Things be different if you take that point and um, incorporate size change, macro, macro in there. Uh, kind of just a, a skewing off for each individual point that we come up with. Each An alternate tangent. History. We have um, to go know, back. Which I know Dragonian wasn't too crazy about. I, I think that once we get to that, he'll have enough to say about the subject that it'll be fine. I'm hoping. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, we are going to have a historian, macro, horse... Uh, a Cimarron on Cinnamon, yes, Cinnamon, Cinnamon, and uh, so he's going he to be uh, helping us with that. He's someone who's it. really big on to alternate history. Uh, uh, yeah, so that'll I'll be next it. week. So uh, listen in for that. Yeah. So yeah. And I would argue because when we talked about <laughs> anime, someone mentioned Attack on Titan. Well, yes, it is an anime about people that are giants. I would not consider it an anime that is really macrophilic in nature, just because um, it, it doesn't focus on the giants for right. the bigness factor. It's more about, like, the whole, like, fucked up things that humans do and how, like, humanity yeah. does really terrible things to themselves and everyone else. And it's kind of more just like a really screwed <laughs> up, like, psychological trip. And the giants are just kind of an afterthought. And I really don't think there's very much, if any, content that's enjoyable for the macros as far as, like, enjoying it from a macrophile's sense. Definitely is a very good anime that you should watch. Yes. But not something that you should watch just because you're a macrophile and it has big things. And I have to say, Sky actually started watching it not too long ago, and she said, I was, you know, looking for the paws and stuff, and I was kind of horrified because there's not... Not really a whole it's lot not of that. Paws also, at all. I mean, the, the giants oh yeah, are technically not furry and well, any. I know, but pause as in the the, the term for the the you know the stompies. Anyway, I find um, it amusing because there's heavy religious like concepts behind the show. You know, it just it it like she said, it's terrifying <laughs> because they're they're just uh, they're so gross, and then it's just it's so scary, and <laughs> she's like hold me, and I'm like Arr. so. All I know is that I was trying. To, I, I put it on while I was trying to do something. I don't know what it was, but on my computer where I was kind of like not really paying attention, and because at least on Netflix, I, I, that show is uh, subbed and not du- uh, not dubbed. Uh, that's not a show that you can watch and be doing other things during. <laughs> you have to kind of pay attention to the show <laughs> yeah. for that. I'm really proud of myself how I've sort of kind of pseudo-learned Japanese from watching so much anime. I can't speak it worth a damn, and I really can't, like, understand it fluently. But even if, like, I'm not watching it, if I'm listening to, like, a Japanese anime, I can get the gist of what they're saying. And I'm really proud of myself for that without doing that with any kind of formal schooling or practice at all. Oh, boy. Just from watching a bunch of anime. Eddie wants to know what our thoughts on the new Godzilla coming out. It's going to be Godzilla, and he's huge and murder. <clears throat> That's in May, coming out in May, right? Yes. I have one. We're going to have a Godzilla only. episode because I know we have to. Otherwise, Kenson will come and stomp me to flat for Godzilla episode. And honestly, if we had a Pacific Rim episode back in July, which is how the podcast kind of got started, then we kind of have to have a Godzilla episode, right? I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I don't know. What I do know is that I went and saw RoboCop yesterday. And oh, really? 
I was horribly disappointed, but not as disappointed as I was expecting. Oh, gosh. Well, okay, if you were horribly disappointed, but that was better than you expected, how were you expecting yes. to be? I was were you expecting, like, a- the movie to literally give you an enema? A dragonian yes. goes into everything expecting to die. Like when it's buttons. when it's a remake, Just... absolutely. <laughs> when it's a remake where they have to go out of their way to have press releases promising that they're going to have right. the same undertone and like social like commentary that they had in the old ones. Yes, and the social commentary was awful. By the way, it was. Oh goodness! It was pathi- like to be blunt, it was pathetic. Oh goodness! Because you know they even said before the movie came out, the social commentary is about drones and stuff like that you know everyone's screaming about using drones over in the middle east and the whole social commentary happened in the last 30 seconds of the movie where it was literally samuel jackson saying we're using drones to keep you safe fucking deal with it that was that was literally the social commentary those are his exact words Um, okay it was just I, i don't know it was just depressing, which is really funny because, like, the thing that they really should have had as the social commentary is, like, um, like internet gathering, or not the internet, data gathering and, like, spying programs and stuff like that. Because they're always talking about, like, oh, we want to be able to use robots on American soil, and that's supposed to, like, emphasize what the drones are. But half the movie is RoboCop, like, tapping into, like, video cameras that are all over the city or tracking cell phones to catch people and stuff like that. And he's got, like, this super intrusive view into everyone's lives from all the data that he can hack into. How's about making Gundam Wing... Uh, into ro- robotic cops and make that into a movie. That sounds sounds fun to me. Gundam Wing, just because of Gundam. Raw <laughs> Gundam. Raw Raw Gundam. Um. So anyway, um, we had a couple questions. We did to chat. The only questions I saw was pylons. uh, Ganny had one about uh how macros could. Well, oh sorry, we're talking about the um the superhero. That's a Never mind. topic idea. Sorry, sorry. Okay. I know what I'm doing here. Then leave! Get out of here! No. For ire! <laughs> Hang's head. Stomp, 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 stomp. Well, I knew we were going to be probably having a shorter episode um, this week, and yeah, it's been shorter, but I don't pretty, really have a problem with that if you guys don't. You guys can go ahead and start throwing the tomatoes anytime. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was kind of somewhat feeling like... Uh, Maybe calling off this week, but uh, we've done it. We we did. What we, we just like to do. hanging out, though. I mean, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> oh yeah, don't tell a plant person to to throw <laughs> us. He has his own ammunition. That's not even. That's, no, it's not fair. And it just in a food fight, forever. you are God. It's indefinite. You are God in a food fight. <laughs> now, now I need to. Now I need to like recruit him for like food battles or like. Or, uh, yeah, Thunder, food battle. I'm not even, 2014. I'm not even like, gonna smosh. say anything, Thunder. I'm just gonna stare at you until you understand, like all of the <laughs> jokes and puns that are coming. <laughs> I'm not even going to say them this time. Oh goodness! Now, just imagining like artwork of Dragonian just like staring intently at the viewer. Hmm. <sighs> Why don't you just get out bottles of ketchup and just squirt them at us or something? I don't know. That's lazy. Yeah. All right, all right. I think what we're saying here now is it's time for us to go. So I'm going to go ahead and bring the show to a close. Wait, were we not going to do anything about any type of question at all? No one asked any type of questions. questions. Guys, now's your chance. You've got 60 seconds. The only one who asked the question was about Godzilla, and, and that's we kind of answered it. <laughs> well, like, well, weren't we going to do like superhero episodes or, so, or superhero questions or something? Uh, hey, no one Eddie, asked us what are you that. Doing? No one asked us that. And honestly, we we had enough of the Q and A from the audience last week at TFF that okay, you know, I, okay. I'm good. I'm good with calling it. All right, me too. But but um, Thunder, I just have one word for you and one word only. Banana. No. No. <laughs> I'm so done. Ganny Jack asked the question, what would your least favorite macro power be? I don't understand what you mean by macro power. My least favorite macro power would be the ability to shrink. Because isn't the macro power 
that's it's one thing. I mean, it's the power. Of the I got it. The power to be the exact median size of everyone around you. Oh God! You're always twice as big as the smallest person, but half as big as the biggest person. You're just the you're, power of the median. You are in what the middle. You, no way. That's you are nothing. Don't special. you question that, that's my not math the median, laundry? That's the mean. Don't even. That's you, I'm questioning your terms. Don't question I'm it. I'm not questioning your just math. Just accept it. Just accept it. Your, your English is wrong. As a writer, you should mean. get that better. Quandary acceptance. That's, median, but that's so Median mean. is if you uh, took all of like the the ones. It's not averaging together. It's it's basically whatever the middle point was. If you had like is the mode fifteen. That's the mode is whatever number comes up the most often. Well, in, it in is the median then. I think no. The median no. is if you took okay. Let's say you had a group of, of twelve people. And, or thirteen people. Let's make a oh, number. Spam. Spam. Oh, spam's back. Spam. Squish this bam! I fell in love with Eddie because he actually remembered like the story of like one of the games that I really want to make, and I'm now incredibly happy. Oh gosh, you can grow to whatever power of size ten you want, um, but only for one day. Hmm. Well, well, no, I think uh, there needs to be a bigger trade-off because if you're saying whatever power of, of size ten, that's infinite. That's an interesting type of power. <laughs> Math rules. You can grow yourself to any size that's a multiple of two, so you can double your size as many times as you want, but in exchange, for 24 hours, you're stuck at that size, and then the next 24 <laughs> hours, you have to half your size that many times. So if you double your size 20 times, you get that size for one day, then the next day, you're halved in size 20 times. Hmm. Double your pleasure, double your fun, with double mint, double mint, double mint gum. Yeah, Sarah Coon just put it in a uh, in an actual mathematical equation for us. We need Tiern. Tiern! Macro! Macrofax. I don't, we don't need Tiern. Why do we need Tiern? Well, dude, well, Tiern. Okay, I can do math, Kinson. I can't math. Alright, so math. since we're arguing about math now, maybe it is time that we end this. So <laughs> keep calm and steal Kinson's ending line. No, you've done that like three in a row. Yeah, but he keeps stealing my quotes and lines. You just sounded really like mom's basement there. Good night and oh It's man. not fair! <laughs> Alright guys, we'll see you next week with uh, our guest Cimarron and uh, talking about yim, 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 yim. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of the week. And keep panda and panda your panda. And remember guys, keep calm and spam, spam, spam. I'm totally doing the outro song, by the way. So you don't even need to add it this time. <laughs> Keep calm and stomp your paws, guys. Bye. Bye. And Omer, by the way. I'm sorry, Dragonian.